Greetings, it's Terry at Cottage in the Court. As the song says, baby, it's cold outside. What better time of the year to practice nesting? I know I've gotten pretty good at nesting. Sometimes it's just so easy to read a book all day, nestled under the blankets with Precious by my side. Okay, maybe it's not a book. Maybe it's sea catalogs, but I'm reading. I am keeping my mind fertile with thoughts of the next season. Speaking of the next season, normally around this time of year, I would be thinking about the Philadelphia Flower Show. Well, I'm still dreaming about it, still thinking about it, but I also realized that this year it's going to be in June, June 5th through the 13th, as a matter of fact, at FDR Park. I'm not complaining because I've never been to FDR Park. So I am looking forward to some safe distancing as we gather to enjoy this year's Philadelphia Flower Show. Another reason I'm excited about the Philadelphia Flower Show this year is because my next guest is a first-timer exhibiting there. My guest is one boy, Ippolito. And let me tell you, she's a pistol. Grab a cup of coffee because I'm just going to be honest. When black women gather, we can talk each other's ears off. And oh my goodness, did we have the best time ever. Allow me to introduce Womboy. Well, I am Womboy Ippolito, an East African uh, living in New York on Staten Island. Um, I moved to America when I was pretty young and, you know, moved in and out. Uh, my, my, my parents were diplomats, so um, I was always, I was in and out. But I finally came back, I think, when I was about... 27 and um have been here you know i went to high school in dc um dc is home to me dc in in the u.s is my home mm-hmm. um i'm very much a northwest dc girl so All right so that's who I am. i'm a mom and a mom of a six-year-old and a wife of an american um staten islander <laughs> okay and mm-hmm. you're also a gardener what are you tell us who you well, are well, I'm a horticulturalist and landscape designer who went to school at the School of Professional Horticulture at the New York Botanical Garden. And I now practice in New York City. My practice is in New York City. And I also uh, design on retainer for a firm here in New York City. So so I'm, I'm pretty busy. You know, my clients are um, in and around um, the Manhattan, Long Island, you know, between Manhattan and Long Island, um, you know, I do exteriors. I have a couple of interior clients, but you know, mostly all exterior. So, which one so do you that's like what better? I do. You like oh, interior exterior, of course. Exterior. In- interior just just happened because one of my clients asked for it. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, and and I hate to say this to the people who do interior horticulture, but. Interior horticulture is more, I, I see it more as a service. So yeah. the firm that you design for, do they do mostly commercial? Or is it mostly residential? 
it's all it's all residential i i would say 99% residential um maybe 1% commercial uh, buildings in the city mm-hmm. um but they have a very large uh, crew it's a very well oiled machine the 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 woman who uh, started the firm um many years ago actually was in at the same school that i was in the school of professional horticulture and she passed away and um her protege bought the company and we got in contact and she asked me if i could design and um so i do it's called uh, the jane gill garden um jane gill gardens is is the is the firm okay so and it's an award winning firm mm-hmm. when you design perennials annuals trees shrubs what's your major focus well i've always try to create the kind of garden that people want to live in you know so the garden that brings you outside and you want to participate in it you know you want to be in it you want to cut from it you want to find shade in it you want to think in it you know you want to relax in it i'm not one for very formal manicured gardens mm-hmm. i love um I love a garden that allows you to feel free, you know, and not worried that you're going to, you know, mess up this bed or or, or lean into this um manicured boxwood, you know. I'm mm-hmm. not for that manicured look. So I I love pollinator gardens. I love anything where bees and and kids are running around and birds are flying around and dogs are, are, are digging something, you know. like it has to be lived in you know mm-hmm. because because my husband said something the other day he said something really interesting he said something about a garden is how nature how people interact with nature a garden in itself is not nature a garden is how people interact with nature so i that that is my philosophy you know he nailed it when i was trying to explain something to him about how i work mm-hmm. and that is what it is for me I design a place where people can truly interact with nature. Too cool. And what made you decide that the world of horticulture was your calling? Well, you know what? I really did not want to go back into the corporate world. I had worked in um in um international development organizations as a democracy consultant. And after that, you know, for years I had done that. and i moved um into working in a totally different corporate field and i was so so depressed and so unhappy in that and when i met my husband and we moved back to new york because my husband is from new york and i had been living here before i met him you know i had my daughter and i realized i really don't want to go back into the corporate world that i had left behind you know mm-hmm. and i grew up you know with a mother who gardens and a father and a father who um loved plants and you know that was always my life was going plant shopping with my mom and gardening and 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 just all that you know and we have a family farm in the rift valley and a lot of my childhood in fact all my childhood um school vacations were spent at the farm you know so i was very much an outside girl you know mm-hmm. And so I said, you know, I'm I'm not old. I just had this little baby, you know, and I want to be happy, you know, for this next phase of my life and and forever more. 
I'd like to be doing something that makes me happy. And where mm -hmm. am I happiest? I've always been happy outside. I've always been happy with plants. So I started volunteering at um, local botanical garden here, the Snagaba Botanical Garden. And I was doing really well. And I had moved up into doing the white garden. They have a white garden there. And I spoke with the director whose name is Greg Lord. And he said, you know, you're really good at this. You know, why don't you think about going to school? And I said, yeah, sure. So I did my research. I saw, I found the School of Professional Horticulture and, um, you know, applied, got in and, you know, the rest is history. Wow. Wow. And so, I'm never going back into the corporate world. <laughs> I was going to say, so <laughs> you really miss the corporate world, huh? Not really. <laughs> no, no, I do not. <laughs> so no. for the young people that love the earth, but feel that all they can do is farm, what words do you have for them? Because there's something about ornamental horticulture that has a huge reach. And sometimes I think we miss it by stopping at farming. What words would you have to say to young people? Well, those who farm, one, should farm responsibly, you know. Yes. Um, and, and, and think about why you're doing it. Because in, in the same way that many of us in my generation got pulled into the corporate world, you know, for the wrong reasons, which was, you know, getting money, you know, getting power, moving ahead, you know, a lot of pe younger people might be getting into farming for the wrong reasons as well. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, um, following a fad, you know. So you, you need to, to know why you're doing what you're doing because farming can be very hard work, is hard, very hard work, you know. Mm -hmm. um, it can be very isolating, you know. It can cause depression when your, your, your harvest fails or, or, or rodents eat everything. You know, um, it can have all the, 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 the intricate shenanigans of a corporate office. You know, not everybody who works the farm loves the earth, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to be sure about why you're doing what you're doing. And when you, if you do decide that this is what you want to do, then do it responsibly, you know. Um, um, use, the, use the right, you know, chemicals, um, use, you know, think about how you treat the animals if you have animals on on the farms i mean you know all that you know do that mm -hmm. responsibly but also there's also you know even with hor ornamental horticulture you know there's a lot that's that's good and also a lot that is not good in in ornamental horticulture because ornamental horticulture destroys a lot of of of, of the land you know um especially when when you see it done in in high I guess I would use the term high volume, you know, the mm -hmm. chemicals, you know, the, 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 the seasonality of the plants, you know, like the installs, you know, you know, especially when you, you're doing commercial ornamental horticulture, you know, mm -hmm. where things go in for three months and come out and get tossed, you know, all the plastic that, that is involved, you know, in, in um, ornamental horticulture with the, the, the plastic plant as the plastic pots, you know, the irrigation mm -hmm. pipes, you know, um, all the chemicals that are, that, are, that, are, that are poured into the soil, you know. So even in ornamental horticulture, I would give them the same advice. Um, if you're going to go into ornamental horticulture, do it responsibly, you know. Mm -hmm. um, um, it's all about really finding 
your relationship with nature, you know? And if, and if you have a, a, a relationship with nature that feeds you, uh, that feeds your, your, your soul or yourself or your spirit and, and, and gives you strength, you know, gives you um, 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 good, helps you have good character, you know, um, helps you, you know, solve problems, you know, helps you have ID, get good ideas, you know, then then you have then 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 you have found your right relationship with nature but if you're out there trying to conquer nature you know trying to make this soil do what it can't do or mm -hmm. make these plants do what it can't do then you don't need to be an ornamental horticulture or farming you know right i mean i right. know i'm kind of talking in in a circle here no, but, but we um, have we have to be mindful if we're going to garden whether it's ornamental horticulture or farming we must be mindful of the earth Yes, and you have to have a relationship with her, you know. And what I've seen in a lot of ornament, both sides of 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 of, of you know, like the ornamental or the or the or or you know, farming, is that there is no relationship with nature, you know, because everybody's out here trying to make nature do what she she doesn't want to do, you know. Mm -hmm. And you know, people are out here manipulating, trying to to force things to happen that, you know, I mean, even the nature of ornamental horticulture itself is reorganizing nature to make mm -hmm. it pleasant for our viewing, you know, mm -hmm. as though she wasn't good enough, you know, as she was, you mm -hmm. know, and I get that, like, you know, I was saying um, to somebody else, I, you know, it's an artist, ornamental horticulture is an art artistic enterprise, you know, I mean, it's, it's like painting on a canvas, you know, mm -hmm. only thing is you're using plants, but, but even in that, you know, it's like, you know, when you really start meditating on it, you know, why, why do we need to do that? You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I was talking to a, a good friend of mine, Cleve West, who mm -hmm. is um, a designer in the UK. Um, and we were talking about this uh, maybe two weeks ago, you know, he, I think he asked me, well, well, where do you see yourself going with this um, ornamental horticulture? And I said, you know what, I'm, right now I'm really rethinking um, my my relationship with nature, the work that I do, you know, and I've always tried to be conscientious, you know, mm -hmm. and, and not waste and not destroy. But now even more so, you know, I'm really thinking about how I work with plants, how I work with nature, how I source my plants, you know, mm -hmm. you know, how I take care of them the networks that I create in, you know, in, 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 you know, that I allow to be created in the soil, you mm -hmm. know, um, you know, for the animals and plants. So mm -hmm. these are things that I'm, 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 I'm that, you know, I'm really thinking about now in this phase of my life. But that's good because that means that you are evolving with your practice of working with the earth. Yeah. And you know, the funny thing is, it's evolving, but really it's just going right back to my roots, you know, remembering how my mother worked in, 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 in the garden and my grandma, you know, and my great grandma who was always sitting out there while we were, you know, doing whatever we were doing outside. My great grandma was, she lived till I was 13 and she was a very strong woman and she would always have her little stool and she'd be sitting outside while we were doing whatever we were doing, you know, and we would get it, you know, we would do all this work while she sat there and then when we were all done 
she would tell us what we did wrong, you know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but of course, in a loving way, you know. But mm-hmm. um, I find that 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 I'm going back to that, and those are the 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 memories, you know, and that and that energy, that feeling that I had when I was when I was out there with my mom or with my grandma, you know, or, or with my great grandma. That's the feeling I'm finding that I'm getting again when I'm out here now in America working. And so I know I'm on the right path. You know what I mean? So it is evolution, but where I come from, evolution really is that connection with your past, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and healing. It's, it's a very healing thing, you know, um, mm-hmm. it's a very healing energy, you know, because it just takes you right back to where you, you started you know, and, and for me, thankfully, it was a good start, you know, right, you right. know, it was a start with, 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 with good women and men who, mm-hmm. who knew that the earth is what we come from, you know, and my, 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 my family's um, tribe is very, my mother, my maternal, um, I, I, I don't like to use the word tribe, I'll, I'll use nation, my, my family's, um, my m- maternal nation in East Africa is very much rooted to the ground. Like we come from the earth, you know, mm-hmm. that is who we are. And they're like, that is who we are. We are earth people. Okay. So and what so nation is that? Uh, the Kikuyu tribe, mm-hmm. but the Kikuyu nation. But but I, if you've noticed, any, anywhere I am on social media, I always refer to myself as an East African mm-hmm. because my maternal line is very much all over East Africa you know mm-hmm. so like you know i am 25% northern sudanese you know i have okay. you know 25% ethiopian in me i have you know uh, 25% you know like so that the percentages in me are very east africa you know it's from all over east all africa, over east so africa. I see myself i see myself very much um, as an east african and i don't you know i mean some of these labels we 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 label ourselves with you know, just restrict our identity, you know. Yes, they do. And, you know, you know, so, so Mm -hmm. I come from the earth. She is my mother, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and she happened to, to pop me out of her womb in East Africa. (laughs) I like that analogy. (laughs) So I, I I need your, I need your, your words on this because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's something that um, I wonder a lot. And I remember hearing you and Abra uh, speak to the Garden Conservancy, mm-hmm. what happened? Who are you talking about? We're always talking about something. <laughs> what happened to the African-American in horticulture? Well, okay, so this is how I see it as an outsider looking in, you mm-hmm. know. And, and you know, I love what Ta-Nehisi Coates said once. I was watching a talk uh, that he was giving some on a stage somewhere. And he said that if an alien came to America and looked at what, you know, what America is, they would really see what is wrong here, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, I really think that I am that alien, you know, Mm -hmm. so, so as a, as a, as a black East African woman outsider looking into America, it was very clear to me, you know, where, why the African American has been erased from ornamental horticulture, so to speak, you know, I mean, at first, you know, you look at, you look at, well, firstly, look at American music, right? Mm-hmm. American music is pretty much black music, mm-hmm. you know, you know, or, or, or pulls 
you know, so much of, of its being from black musical forms, you know, mm-hmm. and black musical and black emotion, right? Mm-hmm. Because music is emotion, you know? Mm-hmm. And when you look at American food, now I'm not talking about, um, um, you know, the, the, you know, French cuisine in America or, or, you know, whatever new cuisines are in America. I'm talking about American food, you right. know? Right. So much of it is soul food, you know? And, and soul food is those old, primarily black women, you know, standing in kitchens, you know, cooking up this food, you mm-hmm. know? You know, and so that is American, right? American fashion, you know. I mean, we just turn around and look at what Dion, you know, I'm, I'm not Donna Summer. What was Donna Summer wearing? What was mm-hmm. Beyonce wearing? What was Tina Turner wearing? What was um, 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 Diana Ross wearing? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 you know, we copy that. Um, you know, Amer- so much of America is 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 you know black fashion you know um you know and not just american i mean even european even you know like you know so much of of what drives this world the themes and the and 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 the and the 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 the, the culture stems from black culture right mm-hmm. wherever it may be you know and now african culture because now you see european designers you know you know having these um um, um fashion shows you know, after going to Africa, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, even mm-hmm. art, you know, like Picasso, you know, Picasso and what happened to his art after he saw African sculpture, you mm-hmm. know, yep. so, so, and, and that's not to say that there was nothing or there could be nothing without, you know, Black people's involvement, but for people who have always been othered around the world, it's so funny how so much of what we are informs what the world is doing yes, you know it does. you yes. know so and, I, and i'm gonna get to horticulture i'm just trying to connect all these dots for your audience you know mm-hmm. like two days ago i was just you know reading in the news and i saw this thing i don't even know what k-pop is but mm-hmm. apparently it's a musical movement in, in in korea with like south korea with like you know young south korean musicians Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it, I mean, if you saw those videos, cause then I, you know, I went down that rabbit hole of looking <laughs> at, these, yep. at these videos, <laughs> you know, it was like, literally, I was looking at new edition. I was looking at it now in 2021 with young Korean kids singing that same music, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, I was, and, and the, the thing that I was reading was this group that literally took one of Bobby Brown's songs and turned it into a K-pop Korean song. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So my point is that we, you know, this essence that we 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 bring as as Black people is part of this globe. It's part of this global community. You know, mm-hmm. and so in as much as you know, and there's always that erasure. I mean, do you see what I'm saying? We're yeah. everywhere. So yeah. now to horticulture now. I said in a in a recent conversation some in a lecture somewhere that every dahlia, every rose, every agapanthus, every Cercis canadensis tree that grows in the south feeds on the sweat, the blood, and the pain of black men and women who fertilized that ground with their bodies. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? 
And this is across the land. Wherever black people were brought here as forced migrants, where they lived and died, that soil nourishes the plants that are growing there today, right? Mm -hmm. Now, ornamental horticulture, as we know it, is a European um, exercise. It is very much a European exercise, right? Mm -hmm. This idea of organizing land, you know? And again, I was saying this in that same conversation to somebody, you know, I mentioned how, like take East Africa, for instance. Um, so we, I, is, East Africa is beautiful savannas, you know, uh, beautiful highlands, you know, but somewhere in the 1800s, you know, 17, late 1700s through the 1800s up until 19, mid 1960s, the European colonialists arrived and what do they do? They start to build towns, they start to build cities, they start to organize the land, right? Mm -hmm. So they build all these avenues, they plant all these exotic trees, they, they, they bring in all these, you know, very beautiful, you know, gardens, you know, they, they create all these beautiful gardens that are managed constantly, you know, just as any garden has to be managed on a weekly basis, right? Mm -hmm. Right after um, um, independence for these African countries, especially in East Africa, because that is really where I grew up, what happens? You start to see the decline of these gardens, right? You mm -hmm. start to see the decline of these 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 intricate um, 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 you know mazes that they built in city parks and you know whatnot. You start to see this decline, you know, and then you have this trope that starts to come around that oh, Africans don't know how to 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 manage you know, their cities, oh, you know, everything that we Europeans put in is now destroyed, you know, because these Africans can't take care of it. But here's the thing, organizing nature and ornamental horticulture in that sense, were never an African enterprise, you know? <laughs> True. We were always, and, and not to say that it's bad what they were doing, what I'm saying is they just lived in the landscape, you right. know? and interacted with the landscape as it was. And if you needed medicinal plants, you went out and got them. But if you needed them closer to you, you could plant them around your homestead, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that you went out, you plucked whatever leaves you needed and went back inside the house. And you could, you know, you just went about your, you know, it's a completely different way of living mm -hmm. with the landscape, you know? Mm -hmm. Now, mm -hmm. in other places, it could be because they had winters. I don't know, you know? That 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 uh, who knows how or why ornamental horticulture um, came about? I can't think think back to my <laughs> landscape one on one classes. I can't remember <laughs> what what they taught me. But you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So 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 in a sense, this idea I believe of organizing the landscape and ornamental horticulture is very much a European enterprise. You know, mm -hmm. and when when African-Americans were brought here as forced migrants, I mean, you, black people died, you know? Mm -hmm. like, like you, black people were worked to death. Yeah. You know? Yeah. To, 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 to plant food for other people, right. you know? To right. build houses for other people, to ensure that other people had warmth, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was, it was, as Ta-Nehisi Coates said, it really was a plunder of bodies, you know, of human mm -hmm. bodies. That mm -hmm. that is the that that is the 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 the, the foundational experience of African people on this land, you yeah. know. Yeah. And and since then, 
a long trauma remembrance of that mm-hmm. you know what i mean whilst mm-hmm. fighting jim crow i mean i don't even know how african americans have done it you know to 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 still be able to to be here hoping for something better and looking for some while all with all the onslaught you know mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so so yeah so where are black people in ornamental horticulture you know you know when when all these other things have been going on you right. know when you're right. trying to make sure that your son goes out and comes back home in one piece you know right. when you're trying to 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 know that your wife goes out and comes back home in one piece or mm-hmm. you know like there's so much other stuff going on right. you know what i'm saying right. you know and you know people act like ornamental horticulture is this exclusive you know um world that is untouched by the rest of america no it's not no, the same no. things that happen in 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 the bus depot you know where black people work are the same things that happen in 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 your public garden you know where black people work you know right. what i mean you, right. you know what i mean so 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 how then you know do you you know i mean what you know how do you answer that question you know right. i mean right. you know you have all these hbcus where you know so many you know african american and african and afro caribbean you know um and african european people go and study you know agriculture you know um you know they they study horticulture you know mm-hmm. and and they go work in city parks especially down south you know where you know you have a very healthy population of 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 of, of hbcus you know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. black run cities you know right. or right. majority black cities so you have people working up there but up here in the northeast um I don't know. I mean other than I mean truly I don't know. Other than I mean I can look at New York City the parks department. I see lots of black people working in the New York City parks department, but I see them cleaning. Exactly. You know, They're laborers. You know, you right. know, I see you know. So so I don't know. I mean I you know, the ornamental world is the same as any other world in America. It has mm-hmm. not it, it it has not historically been inclusive, mm-hmm. you know. And then mm-hmm. that's a fact. And and because we are in the northeast and we have to say this you know it is run primarily by progressive liberals you know mm-hmm. who have to look at why this is the case and and who check all the boxes who tick all the boxes for for progressive liberal well meaning socially conscious you know fair wants the you know the same for everybody wants the upliftment of 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 all so called races you know you know mm. so if if you can check all those boxes why is your industry you know non inclusive i mean a lot of these botanical gardens just arise from the fact that there were a group of rich people many of whom happened to be white who had extra funds you know mm-hmm. and they went about collecting plants around the world that mm-hmm. they then kept in their homes that they then kept in their greenhouses mm-hmm. and before they died they decided well we would like to share um you know our collections with the world you know so we will you know put up this building put up this greenhouse and then have people come see what you know what we have done now right. back then you know minority so called oh god that's another word i don't like minorities you know, know people I of know. color you know people of color didn't have you know 
the 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 funds to 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 you know go look at these plants they're trying to 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 work you know what mm-hmm. i mean and mm-hmm. if they did have the funding i mean if they did have the funds to in you know in 1920 to say oh i'm going to the new york botanical garden to look at those plants how were they treated when they got there you know i don't know i mean i know that um the people that I know, you know, people like Abra, who's such a dear friend and a sister to me, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, she is doing incredible work, you know, right. you right. know, writing about, lecturing about, talking about what African-Americans have done in, in, in ornamental horticulture here or in parks departments, in, in whatever kind of, you know, work, you know, working, you know, you know, with the land, you know, mm-hmm. she's doing incredible work. And there are other people you know, doing the same. Um, I grew up, like I said, in Northwest. I grew up in Shepherd Park, right? Mm-hmm. Now you, you're from DC. You know Shepherd Park. You know the people, the black folks who lived in Shepherd Park. You yep. know, I mean, this was like upper class black mm-hmm. folks mm-hmm. with those mansions and those gardens. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I used to walk every day from my house to my piano teacher's house, Miss Ruth Norman, mm-hmm. African American concert pianist. Mm-hmm. A woman who knew everything about every single African-American composer that has ever lived or composed a ditty in America, you right. know, and she lived in, 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 um, in, in Shepherd Park down the road from me. Her husband was a black judge. They lived in a beautiful house with a beautiful garden. And that was my introduction to, to American gardens, going mm-hmm. to Miss Norman's house. You know, we, uh-huh. I would have my piano lesson. We would drink lemonade. We would go out to the back. She would talk about her plants. She would talk about her pear tree that somebody cut down. She got up one morning and her pear tree was gone. You know, I can't believe it was a pear tree or a plum. I think it was a plum, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and she was, oh, that's a, you know, hydrangea. This is a that, you know, and there was an old lady who lived across the street. I cannot remember her name. And I was young. So I, this didn't even register, you know, mm-hmm. like what was going on didn't register to me, uh-huh. you know. There was a there was a there was a beautiful woman who lived across the street and she was elderly at the time. And I remember I was 14 and she lived in a in a light pink suckle Spanish style house and it had roses outside and she would be out there and she had all these beautiful rings like emeralds rings and, you know, (laughs) rubies. I mean, she was tip top, you know, Uh, this lady was tip top and she had this beautiful Cadillac. I think it was a Cadillac. And, you know, and she had this beautiful garden and I would walk down the street and there was this, this African-American doctor who seemed to have endless amounts of money because he, he and Miss Norman were friends and we would go in there and talk to him. And he would be, he was always renovating something in that house, you know, <laughs> he was always, <laughs> I cannot remember these people's names. And his house was like, I mean, it literally looked and seemed like a castle when I would go in there and he had these two sons. I remember he was he was a he was a, a divorced as well, and he was always renovating something. And he had this beautiful garden, you know what I mean. So hmm. I was walking through these this neighborhood, you know, and and there were all these people, black people, African American people, in these lavish homes with these lavish gardens, and they knew what they were doing, mm-hmm. you know. And I wish I had known at the time you know, so that I could document all this, you know, so that I could ask, well, who are you and what do you do? I mean, I knew so-and-so was the former, you know, ambassador to XYZ who lived. I remember there was a man, he was an African-American man. He was 
an ambassador to Sierra Leone. He was very elderly at the time. He was mm-hmm. African-American. He had been appointed by Reagan, I think. He mm-hmm. was long retired, you know. He had a beautiful garden. I mean, these are the people that I lived around, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, opera singers, doctors, judges, lawyers, concert pianists, all wow. African-Americans in this beautiful neighborhood with all these beautiful gardens that they tended to, you know. I know Miss Norman's mother, I mean, I know she went to Juilliard. I know they came out of like Omaha, Nebraska or something like that. And her daughter now is um, is, is, is a very um, famous um, um, composer, Kathy Bostic, you know, mm-hmm. you, she's in, I mean, she wins every award, you know, mm-hmm. um, she's, she's, she's in LA. And these are the people who lived in this neighborhood, you know what I mean? Wow. And weren't documented, you know right. what I mean? Right. Well, there's a lot of documentation that's missing. We know this. Yeah. Yeah. And Abra's doing the work, you know? Yes. And and every time I I can think of something or I can remember something, you know, uh, you know, I'll I'll say, hey, Abra, you know, check this out. Or, hey, you know, here's this link, you know, and then Sean Hester, our dear, dear friend. Yes. Yes. Down in Lynchburg, you know, with her grandma's, you know, her grandma's Spencer's um, house. That's right. And, you know, and Spencer's house, you know. The great thing is that there's this wonderful network of people who, who you know, Abra, Sean, you, me, that we share all this, inf- Duran, Chavis, you know, we mm-hmm. share all this information with each other. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And we are a family, you yes. know? Yes, yes. You know? and, and we are documenting it, you know? Mm-hmm. We, are, we, are, we are aware and we are awake and we are doing it the right way, like I told you before. <laughs> So that those who come behind us better do as good as we are. You know what I mean? And take it further. I come from people who have always made it happen. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, and as a Black woman, we all know, every single one of these Black women I've mentioned, we all know what what to do. We see a way and make a way out of no way. That is the black woman. If if there, there was ever a banner across a black yeah, woman's yeah. see a way and make a way out of no way. I'm telling you, if I had nothing right now but a broom, mm-hmm. I could sweep up the dust in this house and, and make something. Yeah. So speaking of, of making a way, mm-hmm. I understand something big is happening for you this year. Yes, yes, yes. So this year I will be doing a show garden for the Philadelphia Horticultural Society's um, flower show in June. It's going to be outside um, this year. So everybody can go on their website and see, you know, where, you know, where it's, I think it's the FDR, FDR grounds. Mm -hmm. So, so yes, so I'm very excited about that. I'm already stressing over the design. (laughs) (laughs) This is huge. Let's be honest. What does this mean to you? Well, here's the thing. When I, well, first of all, I'm very humbled and very thankful. You know, I understand that there are hundreds, if not thousands of designers out there who seek to do this type of work, who seek, seek to be part of this type of exhibition. So to have been called and asked and offered to do this um, garden is in itself you know a a great honor and I'm very thankful to the the team 
at the Philadelphia Horticultural Society. I can't stress that enough. The other thing is that for me, who has an aesthetic that is very much infused by my memory of living in the Rift Valley in Africa and of my travels you know, throughout the world, it is a wonderful opportunity to be able to, to concretize that in a garden you know, to be able to try and to birth that essence, you know, in a garden for people mm -hmm. to see, you know. And I know that it's only going to last six weeks, but even in that, I will try and do, you know, my best. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's also wonderful for African-American, primarily women and men who, work with the land mm -hmm. in an ornamental way um, to be able to see that they too can do this. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. may I just say that I really want to thank my sister, Abra Lee, because I know that before the PHS called me, you know, they have a relationship with her and they asked her, they said, well, I'm sure they asked her, you know, do you think that one boy can deliver? And she said, yes. Now, this is the thing, and this is why I love Abra and why I love you, Terry, and why I love Sean Hester down in Lynchburg. Mm -hmm. There is always enough for us, even when it seems like there isn't. Yes. There is always enough, mm -hmm. you know. And one thing I love about us is that we always pass on work to each other we always pass on opportunity to each other, you know? Mm -hmm. We always recommend each other, you mm -hmm. know? We all, you know, if you call, if somebody calls me and says, well, you know, I'd like you to talk about blah, blah, blah. And I know I can't do it, mm -hmm. but I know that, that Terry can or, or Sean can mm -hmm. or Abra can, then I call them, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, so what I love about this is the beauty of, of women supporting each other is, and the beauty of black women supporting each other. Because I model my, my life and the person that I want to become after the relationships that I saw my grandmother had with her friends mm -hmm. and that my mother had with her best friends. Mm -hmm. Because when I tell you those women were there for each other. Oh man. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was 22, I had been away from Kenya for about seven years at the time. And I went back and I spent all my time with my grandma and my grandpa. And, you know, here I was at the time I was coming from the, from the U S you know, I, I, you know, here I am, you know, I'm, I'm back in East Africa, just coming from the U S and I'm not even staying like in Nairobi in the city, you know, or staying in my mom's house, you know, I'm in the village with my grandma. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that in itself was a great blessing to her. And I remember one day I said, hey, why don't we go see, you know, this other grandma, my mother's, my grandmother's best friend. And she was so shocked that I wanted her to take me to go say hi. See, now I want to cry. To go say hi to her best friend, you know? Mm. So we both, you know, we were in my grandma and I are very close. So we went over to her best friend's house and her best friend was so touched that I came to say hello to her, 
you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And spend time with her. See, now I'm mm-hmm. crying because I'm remembering these women, you know, and, you know, and then, and, and, and I knew them as women because I started to ask them questions about their relationships with each other, you know, and they mm-hmm. would tell me, you know, this one was telling me how, you know, oh, my husband, he was so, I mean, these were women in their, I think they were in their seventies by then, mm. you know, and they were telling me, you know, oh, you know, you think you, 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 you're only 22. You don't know. You know, <laughs> when I, when I had my five kids and my husband came in here, this was my mother, my, my grandma's best friend, you know, and my husband came in here and told me that he had this new wife that he was bringing home, you know, <laughs> and I packed all my stuff and I put it in a, in a sack and I, and I, I packed all my stuff. I packed all my kids stuff and I sat on top of that sack and I didn't know where I was going to go. Oh. <laughs> and she says, and so I just said, you know what? I'm just going to take all this stuff out, put it back where it was and keep on moving, you know? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I knew these women and their stories and that they always looked out for each other. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And my mom and her best friend, my aunt Wairimo, I will never forget my aunt. She died when she went to Japan. Um, she had gone to Japan on a trip and she died. She she had malaria and they didn't know what malaria was. So she she died. And I remember the look on my mother's face. And she my mother didn't cry. Only one tear went down her cheek. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm never going to have a friend like her, you know. Mm-hmm. And And what I remember of these women was that they were always there for each other, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. it wasn't like, you don't have sugar, so I'll give you sugar. It was honey, I know what you're going through. I know the roof blew off your house. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I know your kids are out there and you don't know where they are, but I'm here for you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, I know that, 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 that you don't have food, but I'm making, I'm cooking this food in my house and we're all going to eat this food. So just send mm-hmm. your kids over. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know? And so when I see how Abra and I and Sean and you you know, are with each other, this is what I always wanted. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because even as a little girl, I looked at these relationships. I looked at the relationship my great grandma had with my mom, you know, you know, my great grandmother who died, I told you when I was 13, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and I saw how they interacted, you know, it was Mm -hmm. all about, we're in this together and we, we are all we have, you know, yeah, we are yeah. all we have, you know, and being in America, you know, as a bl- black woman, you know, I see it so clearly, you know, in Africa, it's different because, you know, we're all black in Africa, but the real thing that we fight in Africa as women is the patriarchy, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and a patriarchy that has that that is so strong that it has in, infested the minds of, of many African women, you know who 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 then work against their sisters you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know so that's a whole other kind of worms mm-hmm. but over here what i what 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 i see as a black woman is how truly and i will say this here now you know that black women really are what hold this country up you know and native mm-hmm. american women you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying mm-hmm. you know because you take it from all sides mm-hmm. you know you carry the weight yep and it gets dumped on you at the end of the day 
You know yep. what I'm saying? And but and we so still she, get up. We still, yeah, you still now. If you don't get up, how is it gonna get done? Right. You know what I'm, And it's the same thing in Africa, and I'm sure in the Caribbean too. You know, mm-hmm. if 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 we don't get up, how is it gonna get done? And this, by the way, just to tell your audience, is not to diminish the experiences of any other women. You know, right, right. But but I'm I'm an intelligent being. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, and and you're speaking uh, from the African American experience, and in yeah, what case the African know, experience, truly. Yes, you know, and 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 it is what it is. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. It is what it is. We always have to work harder. We always have to go ten extra miles, and you just do the work. You see, right. that's the thing. And that's the thing that about these women, these four women, us that I'm talking about, and the women that I knew and grew up around, and I'm sure you grew up around, is that, you know, you just do the work. You just get up and do it, you know? And it it might be double hard, triple hard, quadruple hard, but you have to do it, you know? You know, and what I don't like is, 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 there's, see, this social media thing has really ruined the minds of so many people because I see in many, younger women this notion that that they shouldn't have to do that they shouldn't right. have to work hard they right. shouldn't have to, to 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 go through this you know and somebody needs to come and save them you know mm-hmm. well, it's not gonna happen Mm-mm. you know you know y- you know you you're just gonna have to do it you know and right. that was my saving grace when i realized that you know when i was young like you know I'm just going to do what I saw my grandma do. I'm going to do what I saw my mother do. I'm going to do what I see my older sister and only sister do because whatever they do works out. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You know, and right. has them in a really great place, right. you know, despite all that has come against them. Do you see what I'm saying? So I because already Because they've that. had to make do. Exactly. You know? At the end of the day, they had to make do. Exactly. At the end of the day, those kids had to get fed. Mm-hmm. Those kids had to have an education. Mm-hmm. Those Christmas presents had to be delivered. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, that prom dress had to get made or bought. Mm-hmm. You know, that yeah. roof that blew away had to get fixed. So, so yeah. So, I mean, you know. So, I know that the PHS is a great thing because you know, if people ask me, well, how did you get to do this? You know, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't just sitting around and then somebody came with a magic wand and said, we choose you, a boy. You know, it didn't happen that way. You know, you know, there were days, months when I had a crappy job, you know, there were days and months where, where, you know, I had to give talks and walks and 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 make wreaths and teach wreath making classes and you know and you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you had to put in the work. <laughs> I had to put in the work, you know. Yeah. You know, there were days. I mean, when I worked in Westchester, I had a one and a half year old child. I live on Staten Island. My alarm clock would go off at four a.m. I would have to be out of this house at four thirty. If I left at four thirty one, I would be late. So I had to leave this house at 4.30 to go to work, to get to work at, in, you know, in Westchester on time, you know, mm. and then turn around, you know, leave at four over there 
and get back here at 7.30 or, or, or 8, you know, have an hour and a half or two with my husband and my daughter, get into bed and get up at 4 a.m. the next day. I mean, I had to do this, you mm. know what I mean? Because mm. I knew that this is what I needed to do to get to where the PHS would say, oh, okay, we see that she has done the work. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And mm -hmm. I'm not saying that other people didn't have to do that or other people from other, you know, nationalities or, 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 or groups, you know, didn't do that. You mm -hmm. know, I'm just saying that if you are out there and you are uh, of the African or African-American persuasion, you will, have to, you will have to do the same thing. Yeah, put <laughs> in know? the work. That's how you get there. You put yeah. in the work. In closing, are you going to be speaking anywhere or are, you, or are you just going to be focusing on that wonderful display that we're all waiting to see in June. Honey, I'm always speaking somewhere. I'm always, you know. <laughs> People <much>. find you. <laughs> <laughs> Just Google me. And I'm also on, um, on, on Instagram is usually where I do all my stuff, which is Wamboy Loves Plants. W-A-M-B-U-I-L-O-V-E-S. P-L-A-N-T-S, One Boy Loves Plants on Instagram. So that's where I do all my stuff. So, you know, and and I mean, if you just Google, it'll probably just show you what, what I'm up to. Well, oh. I'm, I'll be talking at Larry Wiener's um, um, symposium, The New Directions in American Landscape, um, this month, next month. And mm -hmm. um, what else do I have? I have that. And then I'll be talking, I have a couple more. Um, talks coming up I you know I'll post them on my my Instagram um, stories or, or, or I'm not very I'm, I'm not you know I'm, I'm only really on Instagram where I, where I post about plants I'm not very um, you know I don't have a huge footprint all over you you, mm -hmm. you won't find me fighting folks on Twitter or, or, or <laughs> you know well, you don't have time for all that. I don't. I have a six-year-old. <laughs> exactly. Being a mom. Being a mom, a wife, a daughter. That's yeah. right. A wife, a daughter. Yeah, but you're yeah, everywhere. Well, yeah. I, do, I thank you personally for the sisterhood. Oh, thank you, Terry. You are my, my, my sister, uh, and I love you, and I need to come down there and see you. Yes, you do. You know, and, and we need to drive through that old neighborhood but where, I, where, I, where I lived. You oh yes see if, if any of those gardens are still uh, i mean there were some beautiful gardens rock gardens mm -hmm. i mean i remember this one house that was covered in mysteria you know it was just so beautiful yeah you know and it, obviously it left an imprint in your heart because look oh it did and and the really great thing about it was that was my introduction to the african-american world mm -hmm. it was excellence mm -hmm. in dc which was a beautiful city, you know, and it was, I, we didn't know that we were moving into this neighborhood, but we moved in there and there were these wonderful, fabulous African-Americans doing wonderful, fabulous work and, and living fabulous lives. And that is what I know to be African-American life. Well, Wamboy Ippolito, you heard it here first. I can't wait to see her exhibit at this year's Philadelphia Flower Show, June 5th through the 13th. Wamboy, we'll be rooting for you. 
On a serious note, representation truly matters. No matter what your job title is, what industry you're in, it matters. When you can see images of yourself as something positive, that image can affect your life. It can even revisit you and change your career. It did for one boy. Mirabel Osler wrote a few words that really made me think about how one boy might be feeling this year. There can be no other occupation like gardening, in which if you were to creep up behind someone at their work, you would find them smiling. Womboy, we're going to be smiling, celebrating your success at this year's flower show. And it's really going to be great to have something to look forward to. Something that for once represents someone that looks like me. I ask that you guys continue to follow me. Website, cottageinthecourt.com, Instagram and Twitter, Cottage in Court, Facebook, Cottage in the Court. 2021 is going to be an exciting year. I hope that you guys continue to join me as I just celebrate life and have fun talking about all things gardening. Enjoy. Enjoy.